0: listening to the private citizen always asking the next question a podcast for critical thinkers this is episode 129 for wednesday the 26th of october 2022 what happens when elon musk buys twitter hello everybody my name is fab and come to you live from dusseldorf in germany We've yet another podcast. Uh, by now, you will probably um, know my voice and what we're here for, un- un- unless you listen- this is your first episode. Uh, if this is the case, welcome. Um, welcome to the show. We're, t- we're going to talk a little bit about politics um, right now, and we're going to talk about Elon Musk tonight whatever time of the day it is for you for me it's uh, it's the night when i'm recording this and i'm of course um live streaming this on twitch as always um where i have a uh, nice earl grey and a bit of rum because i don't know i feel feel attacked by uh by some i don't know what it is viruses bacteria Um, And we will have to to fight it. Uh, So that's what the ROM is is there for. So uh, settle down, everybody. Settle in. And uh, we're going to talk about Twitter and Elon Musk once again uh, in just a little bit. But uh, before we do that, there's a quick announcement I I want to make. So I'm planning from next week forward to um, record and release two episodes a week. Because I'm behind. Because this year I've been massively slacking. And... um, yeah, um, it's just been, just dropped too many episodes. And I figured out if I don't schedule, um, speaking of the rum, let's have some here. <laughs> um, if I don't schedule extra episodes, I will never catch up. So for the foreseeable future, I'm actually going to try um, to catch up to, um, you know, the my supposed number of episodes I should be at. According to plan, if I'd released, uh, one every week, uh, for 2022, which, uh, which I've promised, um, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to try to make up that number. That's going to take us well into uh, 2023. Uh, but I'm going to try. So from next week on, I'm going to try to release an episode on Tuesday and on Thursday, if, if I can. Um, there may be some weeks like immediately next week, uh, where I have to pick other days. And if I have to drop an episode because, you know, other work, Takes precedence, uh, then I'll just just have to do that. We'll just have to deal with that. Um, but I'm going to try, so um, don't be alarmed. Um, I'm going to try to increase the number of episodes here um, a little bit, and of course I'm going to I'm going to take the usual. I always take a hiatus at the end of December. You know, uh, having a little bit of a um, you know holiday into into the new year. I'm going to do that this year as well. But you know. I'm going to then pick up in the in the new year with with two episodes a week uh for the foreseeable time. At least that is that is the plan. That's what I'm aiming to do. Um you know the life of a freelance journalist is a little bit unpredictable so things could change. Um but I'm going to give my give my best. There's a there's a fly little drosophila is uh, running around here annoying me. I think I've killed it. Um <laughs> it's uh, I, I hate i hate shit like that like little flies buzzing in front of your eyes when you're trying to do a podcast is not is not uh, good anyway uh with that little not not flying around mm, i was gonna say with that little obstacle out of the way but I'll, I'll just have i think i'll just have to deal with that um let's uh let's get into the topic uh we're here to talk about um on this show <laughs> Which is Elon Musk. Um, so, uh, I talked about um, Elon Musk uh, wanting to buy Twitter in episode 116. That was in early May. Um, if you want to catch up to that or you want to check out any other episodes, or if you want to look at the notes that I've prepared uh, to do this show and all the links, please go to privatecitizen.press. Um Yeah, so we talked about in episode 116 about Elon Musk, mostly about... Um, well, him wanting to buy Twitter, and then you know, the uh, for lack of a better term, I know this is a bit stereotypical, but for lack of a better term, the political left uh, getting completely, um, again, the endickers in a in a in a twist uh, over that, uh, and and the fear of, uh, and why that was, you know, I got I had a story from Grant, Glenn Grand Greenwald, don't uh, laugh, Glenn Greenwald. Um, who uh you know and his theories which i kind of um yeah kind of subscribe to as well uh, that it's largely about um you know there is a political establishment uh uh right now in the u.s and um, you know in, in germany as well it's kind of parallel but you know it's um kind of mirrors the same thing but you know in the u.s obviously is where the power is to control twitter and um there are kind of using uh the de facto control they have over Twitter to, uh, I think, um, uh, shape public opinion. Um, you can call it censorship, but that would be, um, you know, that always gets people outraged, but you know, to shape, to shape public opinion, I think it's safe to say, um, which is something that largely happens because, um, the tech companies are political politically in the same camp. Uh, the people working there, largely the people running those companies, um, are by, you know, I don't know if it's an accident, but just by virtue of history um, and the history of, of Silicon Valley are kind of in the same camp, which is um, surprisingly also a camp that um, a lot of the intelligence services are in, um, which is interesting because, you know, tech nerds generally fight, fight that kind of thing, but that's kind of like that unholy alliance that Glenn Greenwald was talking about. Um, If you want to know more about that, go back to episode uh, 116. We're going to talk a little bit about that uh, in this episode, but I'm going to try to focus more on what will happen if uh, or when Elon Musk buys Twitter, which probably is going to happen. Deal's probably going to be finalized by the end of the week, um, which is by its high time to talk about this. Um, The first thing I want to do is... uh, Uh, recap you here on what has happened so far because obviously um, I talked about this in May and then I um, uh, both dropped a lot of episodes uh, that I wasn't recording that I skipped because I was on holiday also there were important other things that happened um, including uh, a little war uh, on the Europe's doorstep that's going on so um for several reasons i uh turned my to other topics but i think it's high time that we revisit this so the first thing i want to do is want to give you a little update about what has happened um and uh, of course the whole um um the whole situation the whole um uh story started in january of 2022 this is um when Elon Musk uh, began to buy Twitter shares. Um, then by March, um, he proposed to join Twitter's board of directors, suggesting um, to either take the company private or to start a rival social media platform. I don't really know what that plan is or was. Um, it sounds interesting. Like within the company, I don't know. Um, um. At this point, uh, apparently Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey texted Elon Musk responding and said that he hoped Twitter could become open-sourced and that uh, he told him that he unsuccessfully had pushed for Musk's introduction to Twitter's board uh, a year prior, which had prompted his departure from his role as CEO, uh, which is an interesting little tidbit. Um, Then on the 4th of April... Uh, Musk announced that he had, so this is when the first the news hit, um, Musk announced that he had acquired 9.2% of Twitter's stock for $2.64 billion, making him the company's largest shareholder. Um, following uh, that announcement, uh, Twitter's stock price had its largest intraday surge since the company's initial public offering, so its IPO in 2013, rising by as much as 27%. The next day, 5th of April, um, Twitter then invited Musk to join the company's board, uh, which he uh, accepted. Then on the uh, 11th of April, Musk reversed this decision um, to join the board. um, And he also published several uh, tweets uh, that were highly critical of Twitter. And he informed the board of his intention to make an offer to privatize Twitter, so to buy it and then. Make it a private company. Um, on the 14th of April, um, Musk makes uh, and made an unsolicited and non-binding offer to purchase the company for 43 billion dollars. That is um, <laughs> 54.20 uh, dollars per share uh, for 20. A little bit of a uh, Musk's always been kind of a meme boy. <laughs> Does have to get the 420 meme in, meme in there? Um, so uh, he offered that and then, uh, you know, buy it take it private. Um, so the bid was described in the media um, as a hostile, or I think also by the Twitter board, as a hostile takeover attempt. Um, and the company responded that they would, quote, carefully review the proposal. In a TED interview, uh, Elon Musk stated that he had aspirations for Twitter to become a, quote, platform for free speech around the globe, end quote, calling free speech a, quote, so, so shy societal imperative for a functioning democracy, end quote. And he insisted that he had not made the offer to increase his wealth, which is probably true um, if you look at the whole thing. I mean, I've talked about in that first episode, and we're going to talk about this again, how I really don't like Elon Musk, and I've never liked Elon Musk, Um, even at a time when he was very much the tech world's darling, I was uh, ranting against him. Never liked that guy, never liked how he does business. Uh, But I buy that he did not do that to increase his wealth. He doesn't need to increase his wealth. I think he knows that. Um, I think he just does that out of fun. Um, I think that this is way more trouble than it's worth, um, especially with all the lawsuits that have ensued and all the attention and everything. Um, I think he's probably doing it for the attention, Uh, And um, I think he does honestly believe um, that Twitter is important for free speech, which um, is something I do believe as well, which I've talked about in the past. Um, Yeah, so I, you know, no matter that I don't like the guy, um, I do buy that. Um, Then a day later, on the 15th of of April, Twitter's board of directors announced a so-called poison pill strategy. Which would allow shareholders to purchase additional stock in the event of a hostile takeover. A hostile takeover should occur. So I'm not a I'm not a stock guy. Uh, I'm not a financial guy. Uh, uh, I go as far as telling everybody that they should not listen to me when it comes to monetary advice, because I'm terrible. Um, as far as I understand, what a poison pill strategy is is when a company faces a hostile takeover, they enact a plan where when this happens, um, then existing shareholders that don't belong to this hostile uh, group uh, can kind of um yeah i don't i don't know completely how it works but it's kind of like um it's they can um um buy more shares i think i think that's the general idea right they they get like this offer where the company um emits more shares and these shareholders that are kind of um, on board with, you know, the current status quo can buy those, and then d- it dilutes the value of an individual share. So basically, all the shareholders that are on board with the company defending and hostile takeover increase their, you know, they devalue the shares, but they increase their ownership in the company. Um, at the cost of the guy who does the hostile takeover who cannot buy any more of these shares and his shares also get devalued so you know he loses um some of this the stakes so um to to make um or then, then has to buy more shares um which will would make a takeover even more expensive so i think that's what a poison pill strategy is and that's what twitter's plan was here um, then on the twentieth of April, four four twenty, um, always uh, uh, <laughs> I have to say this because people expect this of me. I uh, find it always uh, a bit weird that four twenty is also Hitler's birthday. That kind of doesn't, to me, uh, doesn't doesn't really. Um, yeah, it's kind of. Weird. It doesn't fit <laughs> somehow. I don't know. <laughs> doesn't doesn't seem to be so chill that dude. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, on the 20th of April, Musk uh, disclosed that he had secured um, fi- financing for this for his takeover, uh, provided by a group of banks led by Morgan Stanley, Bank of America, Barclays, MUFG, I don't even know what that is. Society Generale, Mizuho Bank, and uh, BNP Paribas. Uh, for a potential tender offer to acquire the company, twitter's largest institutional shareholders urged the company to seriously consider quote the offer um so um yeah so there was there was now um significant pressure on the the company to to accept this offer, which was uh i think a relatively generous offer um i mean twitter Um, somebody I mean I don't know how how well you know my listeners here know Twitter I've been on Twitter a very long time I've been interested in Twitter a very long time Um, I actually uh, used to be on Jaiku before Twitter which was like this Finnish social network that only like Nokia employees were on and lots of open source people and Leo Laporte And then at some point they shut it down we all had to go to twitter i mean i had a twitter account on the side but i was mainly a jaiku boy back in the day um then went to twitter as well um and i've been interested in it for a long time and it's 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 for 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 a very very long time didn't make any money and this was a company that, that was bleeding money out of all of its orifices Uh, continue to raise money from Silicon Valley because, you know, Silicon Valley investors could tell that it was important, but nobody had any idea how to make any money. Um, And, you know, they obviously went the obvious route, which was advertising. But even that took a very, 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 very long time um, for them to even be profitable. I think they only turned profitable a few years ago. Um, So... I think this, you know, as uh, I mean, as, as I said, I'm not a finance guy, but it does seem to me that this was a fair offer or maybe even a generous offer. Anyway, so on the 25th of April, uh, Twitter's board then publicly announced that they'd and un-animously, unanimously... Why do I think I pronounced this wrong? I have no idea. And well, all of them <laughs> accepted the buyout offer. Um, for 44 billion dollars and um, twitter was then to become a private company once this transaction was complete and it was expected that that would, would happen within 2022 um, now at that point the deal required shareholder and regulatory approval uh, but most analysts kind of were guessing that there was unlike unlikely to be any challenge uh, from regulators which in the end didn't happen um, Musk was barred from disparaging the company or its employees before the transaction closed, um, which is something he has not honored, as we know. The agreement also stipulated that if Musk backed out of the acquisition, he would be required to pay Twitter a $1 billion breakup fee. I like the term ba- breakup fee. Um, <laughs> uh, backing out of the marriage uh, incurs a fee in this case. Um yeah, I'm reading this uh, as a lot of this from the Wikipedia article and this whole shebang, which I also link in the show notes, um, press. if you're interested. So also more information in there. Um, at this point, uh, Tesla's, so twits, uh, twits, Musk's other company, uh, uh, Tesla's stock price sank by more than $125 billion on the next market day. Uh, causing Elon you know, Musk to lose approximately thirty billion dollars of his net worth. <laughs> so uh, in one day, he lost more money than most. I think the pretty much the rest of the planet will ever make. Um, um, after, but after the deal was announced, uh, to, uh, Musk then said um, that his first plan would be to make the algorithm that ranks tweets in the content feed open source. In order to increase transparency of the platform, um, he has also stated that uh, he wanted to remove spam bots and quote authenticate all real humans. And this is where the where the trouble begins. Um, Twitter uh, on the twenty eighth uh, tw- of April, Twitter reassured advertising agency that their work their work would not be seen next to offensive material. Um, and this is kind of where the where I'm you know. Um, they, like later that next week, I would that, that was when I released my first episode on this. And um, what they're talking about here is, of course, that by this point, the, um, the fear machine in the press was going, oh, my God, Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter. This is going to end free speech on the Internet. Uh, the white supremacists are going to um, take over everything. Uh, Trump's going to be back on Twitter. We're all going to die. That was basically what the New York Times, the WAPO, and everybody who copies them pretty much every other newspaper, I mainstream newspaper in the world uh, was reporting. Um, uh, I found it hilarious. A uh, little side note um, because we often talk about uh, journalism and uh, criticism of journalism on the show. Um, how um, I, th- I think it's one thing if you the New York Times of you know, you've been writing about this kind of thing for a long time and they do have people who know what they're talking about over there um generally they have the diff- a different opinion than me especially when it comes to tech subjects but um they know what they're talking about generally it's one thing when they write something like this um which is of course their normal political like kind of fear-mongering right um but then when like the german newspapers just copy this and they have no fucking idea like we're talking we're talking like german mainstream newspapers like five years ago barely knew what twitter was right i mean they are so far behind the curve um like maybe they knew what twitter was but they were not taking it seriously um and 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 then uh, suddenly it's like oh my god the world's gonna end because um elon musk said uh, we need free speech which these days is evil, um, in the eyes of uh, the people writing in those newspapers. Right? I think it's oh, oh my God! The rabble, um, the people who stormed the Capitol, are gonna be allowed to tweet. Twitter's gonna uh, gonna be full of those people. It's already, but now Trump's gonna be back and he's gonna create a lynch mob on Twitter, and it's gonna be uh, downhill from there. Um, that is basically what people were saying. Um, and so, when Twitter says um, they were reassuring advertising companies that their work would not be seen next to offensive material," what they mean is opinions that the mainstream, especially on Twitter, does not want to see right um, uh, you know, um let's say opinions like masks don't help when it comes to respiratory viruses, uh, which is of course. Uh, if you're the elite twitterati um completely wrong disproven by science tm and should not be allowed to be on twitter and certainly advertisers would not want this kind of filth um to appear next to their content um i by the way i love wikipedia of course is a bit um biased on like everybody's biased right but generally i mean wikipedia has many authors uh, and many editors but i think uh if you read this a lot of this um rundown some of this is well not a lot but some of it is obviously um in that same vein in that same political vein like you know um I i love this sentence twitter reassured advertising agencies that their work would not be seen next to offensive material what fucking work we're talking about ads you're making it sound like it's a fucking Picasso. We're talking about ads, right? We're talking about the thing that the people who are objecting to, you know, who, who objecting to this, who are like, oh, my God, Elon Musk is evil, which I don't like Elon Musk. But, you know, in this case, um, are generally the people who talk about late-stage capitalism and how capitalism is bad. The advertising agency is one of the main, uh, the advertising industry is one of the main reasons why we are in this stage um, and why capitalism is the way it is, right? We're talking about basically, well, not basically, we're talking about propaganda, right? Public relations, a lot of it basically lies, right? We're talking like companies... Um, and that's not only on Twitter. I mean, you know, you just got to go to YouTube or whatever. And just watch, I mean, I pick YouTube and Twitter because that's where I see ads, right? I don't watch TV and I don't listen to the radio because that would make me bash my own head in with a pipe wrench. So, um, but, you know, YouTube and Twitter is bad enough, right? I have clothing companies um, uh, like Levi's, for example. I'm just going to pick one or Nike uh, going on about Um, how they are so great, how their concern has been for the environment and for people all along. And that's all they do. Um, You know, that's that's their whole mission in life is to to better humanity. That's literally the kind of work we're talking about here, which is like fucking lies. Those are companies that create clothing, which, you know, I buy as well. We all do. That's, like, produced in Taiwan and in Vietnam in, like, some horrible conditions in sweatshops because it's cheaper there and then sold and shipped with ships with diesel across the ocean, right? And then uh, sold to you for a huge markup, like, a margin of – I don't know what the margin on this shit is, like, 80%, I don't know, which is, like, money these companies make for themselves and their shareholders to enrich themselves – right and then they go on twitter and go like oh we are here to better humanity everything is great like that's the kind of work we are talking about here uh, sorry that's just a side rant for me but stuff like that just drives me fucking 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 advertising uh, industry jesus christ but of course twitter has to do that because you know that's the only way they can make money um, and it, it took them long enough to even do that. But anyway, so they had to re- reassure the amazing advertising uh, industry uh, and advertising agencies and, and, and yeah, you know, assure them that their amazing work uh, would not be seen next to offensive material. Because, I mean, how horrible would it be if those wonderfully handcrafted lies turn up next to an opinion you don't like Because somebody doesn't like electric cars or masks or fucking cargo bicycles, you know, that would be horrible. I mean, that would be just, uh, I mean, how could, how could you tolerate having, having a good, honest opinion, you know, as, as, as less as you might agree with it. I don't, there's, I don't agree with 99% of opinions on Twitter, probably, but you know, I, I rate I rate even the shittiest hot take on Twitter by a guy I really don't like higher than an ad. Um, let's let's move on. <laughs> um, then on the 5th of May, so I think this was the day I recorded the last uh, episode on this topic. Uh, Musk uh, secured a further $7.1 billion in funding, including from Oracle Corporation co-founder Larry Ellison... Another guy I really like, Larry, good old Larry, oh my god, I've ranted about Oracle on uh, on good old Linux Outlaws back in the day, fucking Larry, leisure sweet Larry Allison from Oracle, uh, and, and amazing other beacons of um, free speech such as Saudi Prince Al-Walid Bin Talal Al Saud. Venture capital firms Andries and Reason Horowitz, not like they have done shit in the past, uh, and Sequoia Capital, along with Sovereign Wealth Fund, Qatar Holding. Oh, great! So all the all the shining beacons of uh, humanity on board here to give Elon Musk money. To I mean, we will see uh, by the end of this. This is a, this is probably going to be a really depressing um, episode because. Um, by the end of it, you'll see that that everything's shit here, like both both sides are shit. It's just uh, this is uh, the, who buys Twitter is kind of like a or who gets control of Twitter is kind of like a a choice between two shit sandwiches. Um, yeah, as Astro C points out, in twitch chat, um, McAfee's friend, yes, leisure sweet, Larry, uh yeah god I miss I miss McAfee man though that that guy would, was at least fun. Right. I mean from from he was one of my favorite rich people, to be honest. Like, you know, he just did funny shit. Like like just trying to escape on a boat, snorting cocaine, um, uh making videos where he like he's like, How do you install McAfee Antivirus? and he just shoots a laptop and I think that wasn't that film with some hookers in Portland. I I just, that guy, man, I'm Miss McAfee. He, he was kind of cool. Um, anyway, so so the deal goes this looks like the deal's going to happen, right? Um, so, that, this is when we last talked about this. But then, things start going sideways. On the 13th of May, uh, Elon Musk stated that the deal had been put, quote, on hold. And now we get to the spam bot issue. Uh, following reports that 5% of Twitter's daily active users were spam accounts. You know, just when I heard that first, I was like, probably not unlikely. You know, I would I would, I would, would probably, you know, just, just offhandedly, yeah, I would probably agree with that. Uh, causing Twitter shares to drop more than 10%. <laughs> Musk clarified that he remained committed to the acquisition and that Twitter CEO Agrival uh, and Twitter CEO Agrival stated that he expected the deal to close. That was on the 13th of May. Um, on the 16th of May, In response to a threat by Twitter CEO Agrival, stating that an external review into the platform's users was impractical, Musk tweeted out a poop emoji. (laughs) You know, I don't like, you know, like, you know, the the, the thing he did with that cave diver was like, that was like, disgusting. Uh, I mean, but he can be funny. Let's give him that. next day, 17th of May, Musk stated that the acquisition can not move forward until Twitter could prove that the reports about bots were false. And uh, he proceeded to urge the SEC, so the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission, the US um, government agency in charge of the stock markets and stock market deals. uh, He urged the SEC to investigate Twitter's daily user numbers the same day Twitter filed new documents with the SEC, including a detailed timeline of Musk's purchase and affirmed that they would, quote, enforce the merger agreement regardless of Musk's actions. So now they start flinging shit. Now, what I find really interesting here is this story is kind of, this will be made in a mo- into a movie probably because it's hilarious. So it's kind of like Jack Dorsey trying to get Elon Musk on the board of Twitter, which doesn't work. So Jack Dorsey steps down grows a massive beard and lives on a mountain i think that is what really happened i I mean it's already movie material um now elon musk goes well i think twitter is really important for free speech especially after they he didn't say this but like you know as we kind of imagine that was going what was going through people's brain at the time especially after they banned the fucking president of the united states um uh, so you know um and then he's like okay I'm going to buy this company. At first says I'm going to like try to get all the shareholders on board and 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 get you know get on the board which Twitter didn't want to do. And then he's like okay then I'm going to do hostile takeover. I've got more money than brain cells literally. Got more money than anything in the world. I've got more money than normal people have. This this is going nowhere. He's got a lot of money. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna buy shares, and he did that, and he became a major sh- shareholder, and they invite him to the board, and, and and so so Twitter was fighting this. They were like, oh, we don't want it. We don't want this. Uh, this is a hostile takeover. This is evil. We have to fight this. Uh, so Musk succeeds by just sheer money, and manages to kind of also put so much pressure on Twitter from the outside that they to have have to kind of acquiesce to a deal. Um, Then, I don't know, if you got some information, got some discovery or whatever, then he's like, nah, don't want to buy it, it's shit. And now Twitter's like, no, 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 no. You have to buy it now. Like, what? Like, at first they were fighting it tooth and nail, and then they were forced to agree. And then the other party says no, and Twitter goes, that is, in my opinion, a really weird move. Like, I don't think, well, it's not really a weird move. I think they figured out that it was a really good deal, and nobody ever is going to be as stupid as Elon Musk to buy Twitter again. Certainly not for that price. Not with all the 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 fucking drama, and, and nobody's such a weird idealist slash... Stone, all the time <laughs> like Elon Musk that that's never going to happen they were like this is a deal of a lifetime now we can't let him off the hook um yeah unsurprisingly on the 3rd of June uh the uh acquisition was cleared by U.S. antitrust um you know uh, officers that uh, the people in charge of this kind of thing which didn't surprise anybody because antitrust in the U.S. is uh you know, historically toothless. And, I mean, why would this be a trust, an antitrust issue if the guy who run, also runs Twitter buys a social network? You know, if Mark Zuckerberg had bought Twitter, then yes, maybe. Um, on the 6th of June, uh, Musk's attorney um, sent uh, an, an email um, to Twitter and and Musk in which Musk threatened to terminate his agreement with Twitter due to the company's refusal to comply with uh, his request for data pertaining pertaining to its user base Twitter responded that they would continue to cooperate with Musk to ensure that the transaction was closed in accordance to the agreement so i don't know why Musk is backing down either um i does feel like the bot issue is just a scapegoat issue Um, He also had some issues with apparently some of the staff. He was tweeting against, you know, some staff, like some CEO, C-level people doing a bad job. Maybe he just started to look into the company now that he would kind of had bought it and then gave him access. And he's just like, this is a shithole. (laughs) I don't want to buy this. I mean, he said stuff like he would turn the the headquarters into a homeless shelter uh, in San Francisco. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm buy. I totally buying the bot issue. I think that is definitely a case, um, and I totally buy uh, Musk. I mean, you can say about Musk whatever you want, and he's got some weird ideas, and he's like a hype guy. He's just like you know, he's like way way too much into cryptocurrencies and shit and bull- blockchain bullshit. Um, but he is somewhat of the technical minded person, and I think he doesn't understand a point that I haven't understood either. Like, you know, I have a difficult history with Twitter. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm somewhat shadow banned. Um, you know, I I talked about this a lot. Let's not go into this yet again, but I have some experience with Twitter and um, I also, you know, write um, things, you know, uh, publicly. And, you know, I write uh, just now I've written a review about, um, uh, house of the dragon which uh i I said some very unpopular things which you know then i get people shouting at me on twitter which is part of the job i don't mind but there is many troll accounts that are obvious troll accounts like back in the day that you know we used to call them eggheads because they just had the egg picture or hatchlings or whatever um these days they just have pictures cobbled somewhere from the internet right you can you you can do an image search and they're just like stock photos um and they are always like relatively young accounts right so sometimes they're registered and and people register them in mass i guess with scripts and and leave them dormant for a while so they get a certain age and then they sell them to other people who use them as troll accounts i don't know um that's what i think is happening uh but they're very easy to recognize right i mean you could algorithmically solve this problem um you could you could you know search that picture and probably find it in your database and find that like this one stock photo was used for like uh, to register twenty thousand accounts a day right and they're all like uh and and willard one five seven six five six 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 seven seven nine. that's always their name it's like a random like dictionary name with a number i mean Nobody names the Twitter account. This kind, like, you can't tell me with all the magic things that we can do with AI. Like, we can create art, and we can, you know, uh, what's it? Uh, Dalí can do all this kind of bullshit. This is is so high technology, and we can't fucking write an algorithm to detect this shit. I'm not buying this. So I don't know why Twitter is not doing this. Um, like, not culling these accounts. Um, I suspect the reason is twofold. Um, I think they um, probably like to inflate their, you know, the li- they like the way that inflates the user numbers um, and also in the traffic and everything, right? So if these bots, you know, uh, are used to pull up pages, then to-, to the advertisers, looks like there are people looking at the pages. So they get page impressions. I don't know, um, and then also uh, they don't want to get into the trouble of, of of moderating this and 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 enforcing this because I mean you can probably write an algorithm that that kills these accounts but it will also time to time just kill a real account which just like named his account James because Doyle because he not he's called James Doyle. And then Twitter actually recommended James Doyle 47517, and he just took that, right? And so that will happen, and, and that will be customer service headaches, because then you have to sort that out. And so they probably don't want to do that. So um, yeah, I, I think um, I think that is a definite issue. Uh, and, and Musk was probably asking the same thing, like, why haven't you solved this? And, and Twitter doesn't want, want this to become public, I guess. Um, yeah. Then on the 8th of ju- June, uh, Twitter's board uh, complied, or they said they would comply with Musk's demand and would provide him with a Firehose data stream of tweets. So the Firehose is just all the tweets, you know, that nobody gets. Like, you know, there was uh, many, 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 many years ago back in the day when Fab was fighting and when when Grandpa Fab was fighting in the wars, uh, the the first internet wars, uh, we're talking at the turn of the millennium here. Um, like your Twitter feed in the very beginning was actually the firehose, right? it would just pull everything in. Um, and then Twitter got way too uh, busy and then you just couldn't see the firehose anymore. You can just go to the Twitter homepage and just get all the tweets from everybody. Um wasn't happening. Uh, and then for a while, uh, the API actually gave you the firehose. So if you wrote a Twitter client, you just, you know got the api and when he said i want all tweets he got all tweets in real time um and that got too big um and then um too expensive i think and 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 for a while you had to pay for the firehose and now these days you don't actually actually get the firehose anymore anyway that's the firehose so they 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 said I could mask that i think he didn't want that i think what he wanted was a list of literally all the accounts that's how i understood it but anyway and then on the 16th of June, um, Musk attended an all hands meeting a- at Twitter to answer questions from Twitter employees discussing Twitter's content moderation policy, freedom of speech, potential layoffs. He was saying he's going to lay off people because they're all lazy, uh, remote work, and the quote, cosmic nature of Twitter. I think he smoked again or something, but they were all stoned. Got no idea. Cosmic nature. Right, any any Centaurans on? Are uh, the Romulans on Twitter? I I don't get it. uh Musk also expressed uh, expressed his desire for Twitter to reach one billion active users, and pledged his commitment to add advertising as a source of revenue for Twitter. Yeah, what else would the source of revenue for Twitter be? It's just a business. You can't you can't charge for this. It just doesn't it doesn't work. Um On the 6th of July, um, now we have the next big thing that happened, um, in a complaint filed by whistleblower eight with the SEC uh, and the US Justice Department and the FTC, uh, former Twitter security officer Peter Zatko accused several Twitter executives, including CEO Agrival, and certain board members of making false or misleading statements about privacy, security and content moderation on the platform in violation of the Federal Trade Commission Act of 1914 and SEC disclosure rules. So basically, you know, they're doing things that didn't tell Musk, I guess, or the FTC or the SEC. SEC, and The FTC is the Federal Trade Commission. Um these included mr representations to Musk made during the course of the acquisition bid, with the complaint specifically calling Agarwal's Twitter threat on the 16th of May deceptive. So that's the the, the thing where he said. External review uh, was impractical. Mask uh, replied with a poop emoji. I think they were, um, yeah, so on se- on the 7th of July next day, in a conference call, Twitter revealed that over 1 million spam accounts were removed daily. So they finally uh, admitted this and reiterated that it was impossible to externally determine the exact number of these accounts as it would involve private user data. Yeah, so what? So I- actually, when, when I read this, I think I was in ho- on holiday on or- at the time i laughed out loud because twitter is basically saying hey uh we can't have anybody uh, uh you know check how many spam bots are on twitter because to do that we'd have to give them private user data <gasps> we can't do that i mean isn't that twitter's business model isn't that what they're doing with advertisers Let's not even speak, speak about, like, people like the U.S. government and, you know, intelligence service and somebody with a subpoena. Um, I mean, giving private user data to third-party companies isn't illegal, right? It's not even illegal in the EU under the GDPR. You just have to adhere to certain rules, right, Um what they're going to do if they're going to get hacked and they have to hire a security company and somebody hacked their user database, they're going to have to give the security company access to the user database. Right. And you make them sign NDAs and contracts and you, you, you indemnify yourself against them stealing the user data. So how is that an argument for not having a company come in check how many spam bots there are? Like I, that's just like complete bullshit. <laughs> I just love for that's like complete bullshit, and it's like this is if you look this up on if you look this on, up on Wikipedia. There's no source, and I can't remember any source at the time in the press going, "This is bullshit." Because oh, you don't even have to say bullshit. Like you know, you wouldn't, but you would go like, "Well, you know, um, this argument is somewhat." Um, uh we, we asked Twitter for clarification because this, this argument is somewhat puzzling. Um because this is exactly what Twitter does with advertisers and what they would do if they were say um you know if they were to hire a, an external um security company to um to do uh, forensics after a, a breach. You know. Yeah, that 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 didn't that didn't occur to my colleagues. Um <laughs> Anyway, so now we uh, we get into the timeline uh, at the point where kind of the deal is withdrawn because on the 8th of July... Uh, Musk announced his, uh, his intention to terminate the proposed acquisition, claiming uh, in a re- regulatory finding that Twitter was in, quote, material breach several parts of the agreement by refusing to comply with Musk requests, Musk requests for spam account data and dismissing high-ranking employees. In response, well, he wants people fired, I guess. In response, Twitter pledged to pursue legal action against Musk, the Delaware, Co- Delaware Court of Chancery, and... With the goal of completing the acquisition, Twitter's stock sank by 7% after the news dropping by a further 11% the next day. Uh, On July 12th, Twitter formally launched a lawsuit against Musk at the Delaware Court of Chancery. Um, Now, we have some time where there wasn't any significant thing happening. Then on the 25th of August, Judge Kathleen McCormick of this court rejected must um, the, the must teams um quote absurdly broad request for data pertaining to all of twitter's users but ordered the company to produce data from 9,000 accounts it previously it previously audit audited um you know as a, a sample sample accounts um, yeah i i don't know I guess I kinda understand this because this is a civil suit right and 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 this is one civil company going we want all of user data from the other company to which a judge would say no um but I don't understand why the judge doesn't do this like wouldn't it so if 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 Musk's um if musk's um what is this this stuff hits the spots really good this is grog. Uh, from from the Cape Verde Islands, some good stuff. <laughs> um uh if uh, it goes well with Earl Grey actually. I'm not drinking it in the Earl Grey, but I'm kinda mixing it in my stomach, it kind of works. Um yeah, so if um if it's like if 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 one party alleges like if the whole turning point of this lawsuit is that there's more spam bots on Twitter for whatever reason. That is not the issue, but it is. So if um, if the turning point of the lawsuit is that that there are more spam bots on Twitter than Twitter uh, admits, wouldn't it be the judges? I mean, I'm being re- – I know, I'm not a legal expert. I'm no lawyer. Uh, I'm being really naive here, right? This is not how courts work, but they should. Um, wouldn't it be the judges kind of – Task now to like have experts to look at this user data themselves like i understand that they say okay we can't give this data to elon musk and his lawyers but what about us like give it to the court and we have experts look at it like wouldn't that be the logical thing to do uh, but i guess that would be too much work you know then you'd have to actually figure things out who wants that? That's just annoying. Um, then on the 29th of August, Musk uh, Musk filed a termination letter with the SEC, citing Zatko's so that's the security chief, the citing Zatko's claims as evidence Twitter breached their contract. Before asking McCormick to delay the trial by a few weeks, McCormick, the judge, rejected the request, and Musk's team sent a third termination letter to Twitter on the 30th of august facing increasing pressure from from musk twitter announces that it would combine its health team task health team tasked with preventing non-consensual nudity and side sexual exploitation on the platform with its anti-spam team okay um it's probably not going to be effective why why is non-consensual nudity a health issue why is it called the health team isn't that a criminal issue? Like, wouldn't that be like the police liaison team? How is that a health issue? People these days. I mean, we, we, the health team—that sounds like the, the doctors for the staff. You know, if you're if you're staff and you're like working so much in the Twitter HQ because you're coding and your back's like out. Then, then that would be a job for the health team. Well, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, anyway, so they are now also part of the anti-spam team. But, but you can see that there's definitely an issue here. Like the the media made it sound at the time like Musk was making all this shit up. Ah, all the spam accounts on Twitter, all social networks have spam accounts. This is laughable. But you can see that there's actually, there is pressure on Twitter, right? There is uh, There is pressure to like do something. Um, so there to me this all feels like you know Musk kind of put his finger in the wound there he for whatever reason I think he just figured out he didn't want to buy Twitter after all and then he just found a sore spot we're going to talk about at the end of this why I think it's really weird that that is his whole like point of contention but it's probably just the one he found Um, yeah so on the 13th September, so this is a bit later, like two weeks later, on the 13th of September, Zetko testified before the Standards Judiciary Committee while Twitter shareholders voted in favor of the acquisition. Musk privately offered to purchase Twitter at, a, at reduced prices of $31 billion and $39.6 billion. The company rejected both offers. So I think the original price was, what, $45? Uh, uh, was it? Uh, let me just... 43 so he he offered like 39 like probably more than twitter like that's another weird point why didn't they just say yes this company is just fucking insane i kind of like twitter i like the software but the company is just and it it just gels with every feeling i have with twitter you know when when i wrote like articles they didn't like and they punished me by not like by not giving me the check mark that they gave like journalists that work at the exact same outfit as me in the literally the same job and i was a lot more well known than them including in the english-speaking world um And then the the shitty thing when, you know, I wrote more critical things about Twitter and suddenly my followers just like my uh, people who followed me just dropped off a cliff, like literally dropped off a cliff. And I at the time it was so obvious because I was on Google Plus at the time and on Twitter and I was posting the exact literally the same stuff. And like I was getting like hundreds of followers a day on Google Plus and none on Twitter like maybe one week on Twitter, and like 100 to 200 a day on Google+. It was like, it like from one day to the other, like basically on Twitter, it was like really weird. It was it was so it's so obvious. Like that company is just fucky. They do fucky shit like this. Like now suddenly they don't want to. Like okay, it's like six billion. It's not a five billion less. Jesus Christ. Your fucking company isn't worth 30, $39 billion. It's, a, it's, it's not making that much money. <sighs> Financial markets. Anyway, uh, we make another uh, jump in the timeline. Now um, we're going towards the acquisition looking more likely. Estro um, <laughs> C says, probably with my comments about the health uh, you angered trust and safety. Do you mean health and safety? Health and safety. Uh, anyway, on the third of October, uh, Musk's legal team informed Twitter that Musk changed his mind. Now, now, he changes his mind. This is like this is like a movie script. And decided to move forward with his proposed acquisition at the originally agreed upon price of twenty-four point two dollars per share. Uh, $54.2 dollars or $4.20 per share. 5420 per share per share. On the condition that Twitter dropped its lawsuit. The reason for this reversal was attributed to concerns from Musk's team that they would not be able to prove that there was a materially ad- adverse effect justifying a break from co- from contract. So basically I think this their their lawsuit h- hinges around this materially adverse effect means that the company not only that the company lied in their negotiations which wouldn't be that bad but that it actually has a detrimental financial effect right and that would be hard to prove like even if they had a lot more spam bots on twitter than they told musk that's one thing proving that that actually devalues the company and musk would lose money is a lot harder um no trust and safety the bullshit team for the term for the team that banned shadow ban people oh i didn't even know did they have a they have a uh, they have a team. I didn't even know that. See, I stopped looking into this. I was like, this doesn't. I don't. I don't fucking care enough. It's it's not a fight I can win. Um, I I angered them uh, pretty easily. I wrote an article uh, at the, well, not an article. I wrote an opinion piece and an, an op ed uh, in in one of well the biggest uh, nerd tech news site in Germany um, at the time. Um, when they uh, uh banned milo um and i compared them at the time to erdogan the, the the turkish um head of state which at the time this is like pre-putin ukraine situation it was kind of like the uh, poster child for um repressive uh regime in europe um and i kind of you know because it was it was obvious because like um it was obvious that they banned Milo for political reasons that they didn't like, but Milo didn't do anything wrong, um, like under their terms of service. Or, well, he also did stuff wrong, but he didn't do, you know, stuff more wrong than other people that they didn't ban, especially people that you know are, were aligned with their political view. Um, also, um, even before they banned him, they took away. I talked about this as well. His uh, i mean twitter and this is well known this is i mean this is obvious by by now um twitter uh, is using the check mark so the, the, the the blue check mark was introduced as a um we know who this person is right we have verified that this person is the person they say they are it went to like okay we do this for people who are kind of important like journalists and, and 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 artists and stuff like that and then we'll verify you can go through a ver- verification process um and we figure out well, we'll ring you up or whatever we figure out that you are you and then you get the check mark and it turned from that into a uh a kind of like a medal right a uh, a star of the soviet union you know hero of the soviet union kind of situation or like uh, if you want a german example uh, 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 pour le mérite kind of situation or a uh, uh, iron knight's cross maybe <laughs> uh, a blech situation where they were like okay we will pin this on on people we like like well-known people like flagship people um and 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 you know maido what in back in the day had a had a check mark uh, because he was verified and then took it away because they didn't like him anymore and uh, Milo, in case you, you've missed all this, he was a, <laughs> isn't he British? I think he was a British, he, Well, he was, he's still around. He's like a British um, gay man, a very outspoken gay man with blonde hair, always dressed garishly, who was very conservative, uh, which, which rankled a lot of um, feathers with the progressive left crowd, because, uh, surprise, there are conservative gay people. I, I know a few myself, actually. <laughs> Very conservative, like Catholic gay people, uh, which is uh, which I always found fascinating. Um, but, yeah. Um, and he was obviously in the Trump camp. He was, you know, campaigning for Trump. Uh, and he said things. And they were like, oh, you're inciting hate mobs. And you're, like, kind of doxing people. Even though, like, people were doing the same thing to him. And it was like obvious. It was like idiotic because like when you're a c- celebrity, you're being doxed, and then you like so-called dox like a no-name person. Like, guess who's hurt more, right? So it was like a it was like a, a ridiculous situation. But anyway, I, I wrote this article, and uh, it, it pretty much happened one week later. Like, it was obvious. Like my, my follower, got like started dropping off a cliff, and it's not like that, you know. I, especially back in the day, there were some really good like third-party tools to measure this kind of thing, uh, and um, of course I couldn't like I, I'm pretty sure they like pushed a button um, where my tweets didn't appear to people uh, who didn't follow me, right? So you know, it's not I don't know if that's really a shadow ban. I don't think I'm I'm exactly shadow banned. But, like, I'm kind of, like, persona non grata in the algorithm, right? And since everything on Twitter, just, like, on other social networks these days, which is actually what turned Twitter to shit, um, and the extra characters, but let's not get into that, uh, I wrote a very unpopular column about that once as well, um, it's just like you you're dead if you're not in any algorithm like you don't get any any followers like people actually have to listen to your podcast and look you up right um, and even then I, I i don't know it sounds like i'm 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 sore right um i'm I'm long over being sore on this point it's just uh and I never really was. It just like it's kind of a little bit annoyed me because I really like Twitter as a platform. I think it's the I'm gonna get to that why that is in a little bit. Um I think it's just the best social network for people like me. Um, but uh yeah, it just it just shows that that companies just not playing fair. Or like they don't have to play fair, their company fair is the wrong word. Um um, they don't. They don't play with their visor flipped open, right? Um, they're not honourable. Like I don't. I don't care about like standing up for your own ideals and for your political ideals. But you have to be like in my mind. You have to be honest about that. Um, I uh, in 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 Germany there's a there's a very mean word for this which is not really translatable, but it's I'm going to teach you a German uh, German swear word now. Uh, hinterfotzig. So uh, Fotze means Kant in German. Um, and it's uh, it means uh, to be behind the C word. It's like it's it's a word for being um, uh, being extremely um, like J- Janus faced, right? Uh, so it's it's when you when you say one thing, and then behind somebody's back, you do exactly the opposite. You pretend to be their friend publicly, and then you stab them in the back. Like, as, as, in the back, as dirty as you can. Um, and I just take this, like, double standards shit. I just hate people like that. I fucking just hate it. Um, anyway, so so the, the thing is, um, there was um, there was, oh, I have a typo in the show notes oh no we we can't we can't let that stand oh no, that's the wrong button um we can't not, we can't let that stand i'm I'm missing a t on material adverse effects um where do we add where is this effect All right got that fixed anyway so they they people were analyzing that they probably couldn't prove that so they said okay can drop the lawsuit. Um, in response, McCormick asked both sides to propose uh, to her how they should proceed. Twitter shares surged by 23% as a result of Musk's announcement. Neither Twitter nor Musk responded to McCormick's request, <laughs> prompting her to announce that the trial would go forward as planned. Like, what the fuck is this? I mean, now we're at the point where Twitter was like, Musk was like, "I'm going to pay you a little, little, little bit less." Twitter was like, "No, but they Twitter started a lawsuit to face to to force musk to buy the company right at the at the agreed upon terms. Now we're at a point where musk says, "I'm going to do that if you drop the lawsuit, which is logical, right. And they don't want to do that. Like, what? Is this just about the lawyers not getting enough of a payday at that point? Like, what? What is even going on? Um. Anyway, so, try would go forward. On the 6th of October, it's about a month later. No, uh, three days later, Sorry. Um, McCormick agreed to a request by Musk to postpone the trial to the 28th of October. So that's this Friday as I'm recording this. So Musk can finalize his debt financing for the acquisition and, adds, and she added that the trial would be rescheduled to November if the deal didn't close by that. 13th of October, uh, Musk revealed or it was revealed that Musk is being investigated by the U.S. government for his conduct in the proposed buyout. On the 19th of October, Musk said in Tesla third quarter earnings call that while he was, quote, obviously overpaying for Twitter right now, the long term potential for Twitter, in my view, is an order of magnitude greater than its current value. And this kind of. You know, you could say about Elon Musk, whatever you want, he's not hinterforsig. He's not like he might be crazy uh, and and way overrated and definitely not genius, but like I think that's what he believes. I think he very often says what he thinks, um, which is just sometimes isn't coherent. Like, those fucking Joe Rogan interviews where everybody's like, oh, these guys are genius. The guy's just talking bullshit. (laughs) The the guy's just going on, like, techno babbling. It's just, like, meaningless Star Trek techno babble. It's just, like, idiotic. Um, But okay. Um... On the 20th of October, Bloomberg reported that officials in the Biden administration are discussing if the United States government should conduct a national security review of Musk's Twitter purchase and other ventures of Musk. President Joe Biden could block the purchase. The review recommends this option. The White House has insisted that Musk's purchase is not under national security. Why would it be? Like, seriously, it's a national security problem if Elon Musk buys Twitter? Are you guys insane like what is even going on Bloomberg Jesus idiots and then we get to the latest um, point in the saga which is the it was the 24th of October which two days ago in a video conference call with bankers helping Musk fund the purchase Musk said that he would complete the purchase by the twenty eighth of October so you know uh, I'm just actually let me just google where is google uh musk twitter see if they've um if he's bought it while we are doing the show uh oh 39 minutes ago tech crunch the end is maybe near elon musk is at twitter hq uh he's actually what is he is he carrying a sink he's carrying a sink why is he carrying a sink does i explain this enter entering twitter hq let that sink in he wrote the video depicted him walking into the office holding a sink referencing a years old stale meme what what kind of let that sink in oh my god that guy how old is Elon musk I think he's using uh, he's using um, memes to just pr- pretend to be young. God, he was born in seventy one. The guy's ancient. He's an actual bo- isn't he an actual boomer? <laughs> that guy, man, he's just like yeah for twenty man. Let that sink in. I'm down with the kids. Yo, I'm going to space, man. Uh, I've got hair now after my hair plugs. I mean those those hair plugs are good, like if you saw, if you watch if you've seen some if you've seen like uh, now I'm I'm just on a tangent googling Elon Musk's hair, but like there's like some really old pictures from him at Twitter, he's like wait no not at Twitter um PayPal wasn't it PayPal oh yeah 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 like his 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 former hair <laughs> like. Is this is former hair and his current hair, man. I don't know. That guy, whoever whoever did those hair plugs, uh, was a genius. Anyway, um yeah, I know he's at Twitter HQ he's with a sink. It's gonna it's gonna happen. Um uh, probably by the end uh of this uh, episode he'll will will have bought it. Um as <laughs> Russie says shit post or IRL. Yeah, definitely. Total, total IRL shit post. I can kinda you know, to be honest, you know, if I was that rich, that's what I would do. That would—that's what I would do all day. I just shit post. I—I just—I'd I'd probably create my own social network. I wouldn't buy Twitter. I create like a social network. Call it shit poster, <laughs> like a little bird that was shitting. You know, <laughs> that—that's what I would do. Um, anyway, so now we are caught up. Uh, next, next question is: What happens now? He's with a sync at Twitter HQ. Uh, Breaking news! Uh, what's happening now? Breaking news! We are live at Twitter HQ. Uh, we have we have visual on Elon Musk. He's entering the building with a sink. What could it mean, Stephanie? Um, yeah. So what what what'll hap- what what'll happen now? Um, I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, so the qu- first question would be, is Twitter still as important? We have we've heard Elon Musk talk about this. Uh, I read out some stuff from him uh, early in the show. Like, is it still as important as he believes? Um, and what makes Twitter special? And I think there's a point that is generally underrated. And I think, I mean, this is colored very much to my job experience as a journalist and especially as a tech journalist, but here's why I think Twitter was always special. And it's one of the reasons why I liked it. Um, and obviously, as a journalist, it's like a great tool because Twitter was, from the beginning, public by default. And, you know, you can go back years to 2007, 8, whatever, uh, on Linux Outlaws. So when when I say this kind of stuff, uh, when I'm like, yeah, that's the great thing about Twitter is that it's public by default. And this is certainly what's what's given it its influence because that enables people from the media to see everything and be able to use it right so if you're on Facebook or on uh, on um, I mean I guess like something like TikTok would be the same but like if you're on a social network like Facebook like the old school walled garden kind of uh, you know social networks then you are like in these groups and it's hard for people to find something. So if something happens that's newsworthy, like you can't really find it in a feed, right? Or by following the right people. Somebody will have to give you a tip, which, you know, journalists are used to. But then you have like something that was posted like in a somewhat private group. And I think there are legal problems with just using that. On Twitter, everything's public by default. And so fair game. I mean, you can't... Well, you can. Let's say somebody posts a picture, right? There is... Uh, restrictions on how you can use this, especially you as a normal person. But if you are part of the media, if, you, if, you're, the jo- if you're a journalist and something newsworthy is happening, generally in most jurisdictions, I'm talking the UK, uh, the US, Germany, that's kind of the jurisdictions where I know how the press works, uh, Australia, um, then you'd be able to use that because you are reporting on news, that's the news item, y- you can do that. You know, There's a shooting in a mall, uh, somebody's posting video or picture, and you can use that on the news. Um and yeah, so that's why Twitter is valuable for journalists. And that makes it very important. It makes it hugely influential with journalists, which in turn, they kind of filter what's going on kind of for the, the, the politicians. So it's it's just hugely important. And it's become, because of that, even though like in countries like Germany, whatever, journalists took ages to cotton on this fact, it became very influential. Uh, and then that's why a lot of people use it now like even normal people you know everyday people Um, of course another factor is because of this always public um a lot of um, it's all about the audience and and the um getting the uh uh, you know getting the exposure in the audience because that lots of um celebrities are on twitter as well because of this kind of news factor and the, the press being there and you just being able to reach people i mean that's why trump was on twitter because he could directly reach people much easier than holding a press conference um a lot more people a lot more effectively um and so um that is why it's more important than other social networks but from this um came just a huge audience and a lot of people being on there, which turned it kind of into, like, the default... um, Because, like, it was on the news, because the TV news suddenly were reading out tweets, right? Um, Because of that, it became the default kind of, like, town square of our democracy, right? It became the thing that um, in modern democracies we don't have or didn't have because it didn't scale. But if you look at classical democracies like the Roman Republic um, or the Greeks, they had a town square, you know, where people would like go to talk and form public opinion and and and, and debate and philosophize. And, you know, oh, did you hear Caesar is doing this in, in the Gallic provinces, right? Um, and that's where, where the politics started. They went from there to the Senate. And because our democracy has got much bigger, uh, we couldn't do that anymore. Uh, and and Twitter has become a modern equivalent of that. And with that comes incredible power, um, a, a a huge power over the public discourse, which the media is part of it. But it's 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 gone far beyond the media now. Um, and it's of course being manipulated by groups, um, by everybody. And the, the thing I was talking about earlier um is it's um if you look at it's hard how it's hard to find the right words, but if you look at the 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 mainstream of public opinion, so to speak, on Twitter, it's um it's generally a lot more progressive and a lot more left than the the rest of the country. Whatever country you're picking, the US, Germany, doesn't the UK, it doesn't matter. Uh, Just because traditionally the more techie and more educated people are on Twitter and so certain um, opinions got more weight there. And this like solidified this thing I talked about in the beginning of the show, right? This, uh, what do you want to call censorship or or, um, um, shaping public opinion? So a good example is um, I'm in Germany. Uh, I follow RT, Russia Today at the Russia today account. So I don't know, a year ago or whatever, um, Russia today got killed out of the newsfeed. So I follow the account and every time they tweet, I see like this thing empty thing in my newsfeed and it says like the Russia today's account uh, messages are blocked in the following countries because of legal reasons, right? Because Germany has some laws, um, or whatever that that say or, or even before that twitter was enforcing that anyway um right that say i cannot they can't show that to me because it's propaganda um but like i get the us propaganda i get us propaganda i guess get propaganda from my own government um right i get propaganda probably from i don't know the saudis some emirates i get you know i get fucking pr from companies which is basically propaganda. It's just like, they just went and said, okay, you can't see the Russian propaganda. Right? And that is, um, unacceptable in a democracy, like in a, in a functioning democracy, like I think, you know, the, uh, uh um, um, a by now mature democracy, like we have in the federal Republic of Germany, that is not, um, acceptable. There's there's no reason why one relatively arbitrary uh, source of propaganda uh, I'm not allowed to see, but I can see the other propaganda. I right? I mean, when when the German government has a press conference and there are journalists there and they ask questions, what the government says there is largely propaganda. <laughs> Right, When the president of the United States, it does not matter if he is Donald Trump or, or, or uh, Joe Biden, has a press conference and says things, then that is literally propaganda, right? I, I know it's hard for people to accept this these days, but like, think back to the Iraq war when Colin Powell said they have weapons of mass destruction and lied. We know they lied. That was propaganda. Right Or think about the Falklands War and things Margaret Thatcher said back in the day, that is propaganda. So I'm allowed to see that kind of propaganda, but I'm not allowed to see Putin's propaganda. That doesn't make any sense. That is not... That should not be legally allowed. Like, either all propaganda is forbidden, and then I won't get any Nike advertising as well, because advertising is propaganda, uh, you know, quoting Bernays here. Again, um, like that is just <laughs> can't say it's unfair because that's not a. It's just um, it's um, it is a, a a symptom of the fact that that company and and a lot of the people on that platform have a certain political persuasion and they they don't like to see things that disagree with that um, and that is a problem and i think that was something that musk was saying in his weird way i don't know if that is why he's buying twitter i don't know if that's what's really important to him um, as i said i don't like elon musk in the way he does things uh but that is correct um i'm i'm a very strong believer in um letting people and i've talked about this a lot like even you know i i don't i i disagree with some german laws in this respect um where they go like okay these kind of nazi symbols are forbidden because um that will incite people to nazism i don't think this that works Um, I don't think making something a taboo uh, works um, to deal with both the past and the resurgence of certain ideas in the present. The only way to deal with neo-Nazis is um, to have them exposed, to let them uh, demonstrate, to let them march and to let them show what kind of dumb shits they are. Nazis are not very intelligent people. They are dumb. And you're actually protecting them if you're kind of wailing them in this like shroud of secrecy or like if you let people associate with them um, because you're like, you're taking their symbols away and they have to move to like, I don't know, lone stale jackets. Right? If they just were waving swastika flags around, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's the Nazis. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Fucking idiots. Um, it's, and, and, and the same happens today, right? If you, if you just, uh, kill Russia today from the, from the feed, you're not killing on Twitter. You're not killing. Like if people, if I really want to go and read Russia today, I can go to the website. I can, and even if they block the website, I can get around that. Right. People will get to that information. It's the modern age, it's the internet. Um. So you're actually creating like this mysticism around it, and you're like there's then suddenly some people saying well if you know if the government kind of blocks Russia today or if like there must be something truth in truth about that, you know they, they must be saying something true that the people in power don't want to, you know don't want to hear that they don't want you to hear because it's the truth and and that is that is that is dangerous. Um that is extremely dangerous. This is exactly why the Weimar Republic fell to the Nazis because they weren't tackling some or a lot of the ideas that Hitler and the Nazis were expounding. Um and they didn't they weren't showing how dangerous they are. They were belittling them. They were ignoring them. Um and you know they were um on the other hand beli- like um uh, kind of you know saying things about for example that the communists and 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 really tr- threatening ideas that the communists, communists were espousing that you know people in the street uh were really afraid of they were saying well this isn't bad right they were kind of um belittling that as well and 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 like denying people the actual threat they felt um and when the nazis then used that this fear um which was probably largely unwarranted but because the government was kind of negating that fear away they gave them power right And the same thing is happening today. I mean, I'm going to do an episode about this uh, sooner or later as well. Um, You have a geopolitical situation in in Europe um, and then you have people saying, um, well, you know, I don't think it's a good idea for Germany to become involved in this war um, and support Ukraine in this, um, which is just an opinion. It's a valid opinion, opinion you can have. Uh, But then if, like, the mainstream opinion on Twitter is like, those people are Nazis or that's an idiotic idea and we have to silence this, this is dangerous. You're not making it go away. You're giving it more power and you're driving these people because in a, in a, in a functioning democracy, in a healthy democracy, even if the majority of people agree that, you know, with the other side of the argument, let's help Ukraine in some way or another, the the... There's a consensus has to be reached you have to gather these people that don't agree with you and you have to have a compromise right you, you you have to take their opinion um seriously and you have to you have to you have to discuss it in parliament um but you if you go and say well those people all obviously just Nazis and they're dumb uh and and they're idiots and science what do you think will happen? You're driving them to the to the to the extremes. You're driving them to those parties that are the same kind of populist parties that the Nazis were in the 30s. You, you, you're doing exactly that. You're being dumb. Right? If you if Twitter is the the, the marketplace, the, the forum where everybody gathers to hash out ideas and there is people stalking like in in coats and hats and they're stalking, and if you say the around there, and they're, they're skulking around, and if you say the wrong thing, they're going to drag you out of the square and say, you know, you can't say this on here. We'll throw you in the dungeon. Uh, what will happen? People will whisper these things, not in the forum, but in the alleyways, right? People, you're not killing this idea. Um, that is not how democracy should work. And I think this is why Musk is actually right that Twitter is very important it's very it's just Twitter because it it turned out to be Twitter. It could have been any other social net well it couldn't have could have been but like it had to have been one that functions in a way that Twitter functions but it it has a serious function in our democracy. Which was clear to anybody who was paying attention at the point where, where people like Trump are using it, the people where politicians and heads of government are talking directly to people in their country using the platform, it it, it immediately became a very important platform. And so I agree with Musk. I think it is it is still very important for the for the reason that you know something nothing else has, you know, supplanted it because Facebook is still doing its kind of groups thing and all the other you know the messengers telegram stuff they're you know they're moving in these in these specifically separate directions that people outside can't look into and be encrypted which is a good thing but it's a whole different way of running the social sphere and and facebook is you know zuckerberg is on drugs anyway doing the metaverse and whatever who cares And, and maybe maybe it's going to be tiktok next right because the kids are doing this with videos now. So it's going to be TikTok next. And then we have another problem because then it's run by the fucking Chinese. And then the forum we, are, we discuss, we hash out our uh, political uh, things for democracy in is like governed by rules coming from a totalitarian state on the other side of the world, uh, which isn't a better situation. But for now, it's Twitter. So I think for better or worse, um, it is important. Um, now, when it comes to Elon Musk, the, the, the problem here, the, the weirdest disconnect at all is that he went into this saying he wanted to buy it because of it free speech. Um, but it kind of ended with him complaining about bots, which is which is weird uh, because talking about the bots and the spammers, basically, he was indirectly calling for more moderation uh, and, and thus censorship right so you can't have you can't have that open platform where everybody can do whatever they want and they can be semi you know semi-anonymous if they want um and at the same time like that, that means you'll have bots <sighs> right and and i don't know i don't know what the solution to that is like verify somehow that people are human. I don't know, but like, you know, how do you going to like celebrities are not going to like post themselves. They have like PR teams and then it's like teams of people. And at that point, there's software involved. And at that point, it's not like one human, is it? Like how, how like the government accounts are going to be like that. Like how, how are you going to do that? I think the only way uh, is just be even more hands off. I get rid of all the algorithms and all that shit, maybe, and and let people just decide who they want to follow. And yeah, that 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 leaves open the um, ability to manipulate people, right? To have bots and these these so called bot armies that, that manipulate the election which I've never seen. I've never seen any evidence for that that actually works. I think that's complete bullshit. Um, Well, not complete bullshit, but I think that um, I've, I've talked with Mike about this in the past a lot and I've always argued that the Cambridge Analytica was way, way overblown. I don't think it's as bad as it is. And it's certainly not worse than what the media does, like what the yellow press does, how they influence people before an election, right? People are dumb. That's just the way it is. And they're going to be influenced. They're going to be influenced by propaganda. Um, But like this arbitrary, we are going to try to decide what propaganda is good and what isn't. Um, I don't know. I have a feeling, I also have a feeling it's not going to work. Maybe it's my, We have too much faith in humanity maybe in a few years, this this will all go to, go to shit because people can't think, like... That's the problem with platforms, like... I mean, to some extent on Twitter, but I see this on TikTok a lot. Like, people can't... They can't can't think critically at all. Like, I, I'm going to sound like an old man now, which I am. Um, not as old as Elon, but... Um, like, young people, they, I don't know if it's the education, the way they're brought up. They can't fucking think critically they actually believe what ads tell them i mean i didn't do that like i mean i mean probably as a, as a kid yeah but like you know by the time I, I was like i quit high school or whatever i didn't like i didn't believe what like ads told me like that my parents told me that then you know they just just it's ads right it's not, not straight out lies, but it's gonna put like the product in the best light and it's never gonna be as good as they say in that ad. But like people they say they just can't they it. like I don't know. There's a, there's an ad from Porsche that tells them that the company is all about the environment and they actually do believe that. Like seriously, unironically believe that. Right? That a company that started out building tanks for the Nazis and later just build cars that burn a lot more fuel than they have to for like 80 years. Um, it's all about making the planet better now because that makes any sense. It's not about their executives earning like 300 million euros a year or whatever they are and the, all the, 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 the shareholders and investors getting rich. No, no, no. That's not what it's all about at all yeah maybe we're all doomed <laughs> doesn't matter doesn't matter where elon goes with this sink we're all well fucked um yeah it's just funny that that like he said it's funny in a in a really sad way that he said like this is all about central, uh, you know free speech and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like oh we've got too many too many bots on here we need to moderate this can't have the bots have free speech it doesn't work um yeah how like what does it mean like you know the the thing is the, the main question is if he buys Twitter and, and he does actually which I don't think is going to happen but he does actually um, change the way it runs and the uh, the left will u- lose its monopoly of censoring people which I'm not saying like they're not like it's not like totalitarian regime like China of course where like the state actually censors people no it's like a it's a group thing thing right so so if all the if a lot of the journalists that write for a lot of the big publications all think the same way because it's just like the way you have to think to be to be a good person you know electric car good mask good uh, war shipping, shipping weapons to Ukraine good um orange man bad then i mean it's the same it has the same effect in the end and and if those people all think that way and they kind of have the tech companies on their side and they kind of censor build the algorithms in a way where they censor the opposition that have the other opinions and where they go like you can't say that about masks because that's against who uh, guidance and that's now illegal or whatever uh, or we'll kick you off the platform um yeah if if he changes that, I think that would be a um a move for the better. I think that would um you know either either give both political sides the same to censor this you know then give give like the fucking crazy Texans that that think abortions are a bad idea, which you know I have zero common ground with, but you know like if the fucking crazy left guys who think that, there's no biological sex can say what they want on twitter Then the fucking other they're all mad they're all idiots right the anti-abortion people are as idiotic as like the there's 38 different genders and we all need fucking pronouns now like they're all they're all idiots like both those positions probably in a if you if you take all of this social network craziness away and you all meet in a pub with a few thousand people, then like probably ninety nine percent of of all people there wouldn't agree with either of those opinions. But if you look on fucking a social network, then it's like either that or that. Like there's no middle ground. There's no hey, I I don't want I don't want Germany to be involved in uh, in a- any way in the war in Ukraine. What? How can you say that? Well, I have always been a pacifist and I don't think we should send weapons anywhere. Didn't you say the same thing to you? No, no, no. Not, uh, weapons for Ukraine. Putin is evil. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, that's... I don't know. any. Yeah. At least if it's... Crazy on both sides, that would be one thing. But on the other hand, I just don't want Elon Musk to buy Twitter because Elon Musk is a fucking asshole. He's an asshole. He's not as smart as people think. He's just a guy who, like, it's like any, like a- any, any, anybody. All these people that got obscenely rich that end up in this top 100 list, I'm pretty positive none of them is a genius if you are a genius and if you're really smart you don't get rich you become a scientist you do like you actually do something for mankind which is never something you make money with right you even invent something and you're just an idiot and you give it away because you believe in the good of people that's that's what smart people do the people that amass billions and billions of dollars are just ruthless fuckers and they're all ruthless fuckers like Read any like real biography, not like the, 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 you will everybody's amazing biography. Read biographies of, of Steve Jobs. Uh, you know, uh, Larry Ellison, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, Steve Ballmer. They're all fucking assholes. They're horrible people, people you didn't want to work for. People really, people were afraid of, um, like, people whose, like, fucking wives ran away because they're like, this is, I can't live with you. You're just a horrible human being. What are you doing? Money isn't worth all of this. Like, those are not geniuses. They're not intelligent, smart people. in they way smart in a way. I mean, you, you need to be smart in, in some way uh, to become that rich but i think it's more about being just a, like a sociopath right because to get that rich you basically have to like step people in the back at every turn and like normal decent people it's like no i kind of like that guy and they never get that far um so no, I don't want him to buy Twitter, but it's like it's it's a choice between this third sandwich and the other third sandwich. Like the way Twitter's run right now is obviously shit as well. Like anybody who, who who gets, I said this before. Whoever at Twitter had the idea to ban the president of the United States, like what's what's your like? I think I said this before on the show. If for political, you're like, what this guy's so extreme, like, like if that's the problem. If you have a guy to be, the, if you have a guy who's the president of the United States, who who is like, I don't know, a borderline dictator, you think, right? The problem is not that he has a Twitter account. The problem is that he's the fucking president of the United States of America. That's the problem you need to solve. You're not going to stop that guy and you're not going to do anything by taking his fucking Twitter account away. Um, To this day, I'm surprised that Trump did go, I'm the fucking president. This is my country. You're operating in my country. You're opening my Twitter account right now. Or I'm, I don't know what he can, I don't know. It's just like what? I'm gonna send the army into your shitty headquarters. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna enter the door with a with a sink. I'm gonna enter it with a tank. Um. I mean, this. Ah, oh, we are all. We we have we have fucked. I think Elon Musk buying Twitter is marginally an improvement and i think elon musk is a horrible person is um a, a person who um who uh basically destroyed um he he did what was obviously coming i e you know changing uh, uh horribly antiquated banking sector where like sending money uh, you know from one country to another took like i don't know 4 days to like the obvious thing we have an app and we just send money around at the expense of like giving up all consumer protections, just fucking people over left and right, like closing their accounts for no reason whatsoever. Oh, you 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 you're a cam girl. We're taking all your money. You know, tough luck. Terms of service like companies like that, fucking Tesla, which builds like f- has like fucking stupid cars like that are just they have design mistakes that like other car companies solved like literally 30 years ago or 40 years ago in their fucking cars like just watch that james may video where it's like i can't start my tesla because the starter battery drained and it's not charging from the main battery and what he has to go to to fucking charge that battery is like an hour of work which is like obscene like the design in those cars is idiotic but people are like oh advertising they're amazing you know electric cars are gonna save the the world right not right now we have power i just uh, <laughs> i i hosted a webinar this morning uh, where um the video producer actually had a power outage you couldn't do anything because the power just ran so we can't we can't even have power in germany now anymore nothing fucking works but hey okay we have to have electric cars because elon musk is amazing let's shoot one into space And then everybody's like, oh, he's going to space now. Yeah, fucking NASA should be going to space. NASA was in space 50 years ago. That's the problem we need to solve. We don't need to give some dumbass millionaire meme boy with his fucking, admittedly amazing hair uh, plugs, um, money for something the fucking government should do and could do and was doing 50 fucking years ago. Or oh, 60. Is it 60 now? When, when were we on the moon? Jesus Christ. Oh, he's a genius. He's going back to the... He's doing something they were doing 60 years ago. Some black lady literally calculated this fucking thing in her head. And Elon Musk is like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this with AI now. It's going to be great. And they, they call that progress. Literally people like vox the word like they literally they they unironically call this bullshit progress anyway, I fucking hate Elon musk uh, and the fact that I think that it's better than what we have now that is buying a company should tell you what like we're in a we wish so actually um I'm gonna wrap it up at this point um I think the 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 months everything's turning to shit, and I think while doing this episode, I realized that I have to do another episode. Um, which is basically how are we gonna solve this problem? I've got no fucking idea, so I'm gonna to have to do some hard thinking. If you have any good ideas, private citizens not press. Um, there's a there's a feedback section. S- speaking of the feedback section. Let me know, let me know what you think. That's very important to me um, there was um, some discussion on the feedback which I'm gonna I'm gonna quote now um, which we're gonna talk about now um, which I found very interesting uh, by today it's just basil will get some stuff from bezel worlds on two topics so um, that's gonna be our feedback section for today so continuing a discussion we've had over previous episodes but specifically from from the previous episode um, Beza will said, um, I fucked up when I said biological gender. I meant sex, as in the, you know, sex as in male, female in biology, not in uh, uh, intercourse. However, I am starting to come around to your way of thinking where sex is poorly about procreation. Therefore, I am male in that respect. I have fathered children. Actually, that wasn't right completely. Um, my point but it's i guess it's close enough my point was like who cares about like why do the people who care so much about gender expression care so much about like biological bi- biological sex like wouldn't an enlightened um society which is the one i want to live in just say hey i don't care what bits you have in your pants or what chromosomes you have uh, y- if you want to be whatever be whatever right? If I want to wear a captain's hat while I do my podcast, let me wear a fucking captain's hat, which I'm actually doing by the way in case you listen to the podcast. Um, you know, why not? Um, yeah. Uh, what I was alluding to regarding sex being more complicated could actually indicate biological gender. This is not necessary. This is not necessary as anyone should feel free to any gender they feel however it is often used against people who reject that a person should be able to represent their gender differently to their sex the fact that there are biological markers that could indicate that some people will feel more comfortable in the opposite or in between gender not only refutes transphobes but also validates what we might feel we as in the other people the non-transphobes there are multiple biological markers that can be found including some weirdness with x y chromosomes and other things now Okay, I want to address this a little bit. Um, I think you, you're going about this the wrong way, as well, because um, speaking from the side of the people who are not transphobe or, or, or you know, homophobe, whatever, um, who think like me and say, you know, we want to be, uh, we you know, why can't somebody just be what they want to be? Why pin that to, to biological markers? Who the fuck cares? That is like really... Like back, like even like backwards to me, like that's like something that <laughs> sorry to bring the Nazis up again, but like the, the, the Nazis would do, like you know measuring somebody's head and just like going oh, this is like biological, like this doesn't have to be biological based. We don't need a biological reason for that. If somebody, if somebody wants to be queer in some ba- way, just let them. Like you don't need a scientific explanation for that? Why would you even look for one? Like, what would the reason be? Like, why would you want to explain that somebody's queer? Like, who cares? And you're kind of saying, um, like, it, it not only refutes trans folks, but it also validates what we might feel. But the point is, we, as in the enlightened people, like, we don't have to validate, because we're in the morally right position. I mean, obviously. We're not the ones telling somebody else how they have to live their life. And we don't need to validate ourselves because we're the, I mean, I would say the good guys, but like, you know, why? And also you can't, like, you can't refute transphobes. Like it comes from phobe, like phobic, they're afraid, right? This is this is an emotional response. This is not um, something you can fight with logical arguments, Especially not on a scientific basis, it's the same with like xenophobes, like people who oh my god the the immigrants are gonna take our jobs like you can give them as much statistics as you want that the immigrants are not taking their jobs. they're not gonna listen to you um this is an emotional response that you need to address emotionally, so I've found the best way um to address this, and i've I've went through this. Uh, with my grandma who uh, yeah sadly died earlier this year, but like she was an amazing person, but, but she obviously grew up in her time and she had these ingrained instincts that were just like, um, that she is completely not responsible for like that education, the government back in the day, just ingrained in everybody, um, where she would like, you know, sit in a, in a tram with some people that looked like, I don't know, uh, you know, like they were from a more, um, uh, you know Eastern country that looked a bit more like they were from uh, Asia or like you know uh, from 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 you know from Turkey or, or Iran or whatever. Um, and and she would like feel um, uncomfortable right and and the, the way to persuade somebody like that is not saying, hey, look, they're not taking our jobs or whatever. Um, it's like to impress upon them that those are also people. Uh, and and one of the reasons why I like the internet so much is because you get to know all kinds all kinds of people from all over the world, and you get to become friends with people from all over the world, and, and you realize that 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 they are also people like you, um, and and that is the only way I find to fight this. It's on an emotional level um, to get these people to become friends with people like that, um, with with other people that might be afraid of, um, and then they realize hey. Um, these people are not bad people you know if they're running from a bad situation um or they're running from a war like i would always say um you know grandma do you remember when you um kind of you know when you fled uh from the red army um and you know how that felt and 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 i mean you you fled uh, from a part that was germany to another part of germany but just imagine like you couldn't have done that and you'd have to fly you know run to the netherlands or in you know, the Poland or whatever. And, you know, just imagine how you would have felt in a different country, right? That's that's the way you can reach people like that, I feel. Um not that I'm that I'm against um finding biological um answers, you know, always ask the next question. And I think that's a good thing to do, but I don't think that's how you fight people who are like transphobe. And that's also not how you um, I mean, you can educate them, yes, if you're in school, but you need that, um, you need that emotional um, aspect as well, right? Um, you know, I was brought up very, um, like, open-minded towards other countries and, and other societies by my parents. But that is one thing. What actually made me a lot more open-minded and and um, respectful and um, tolerant of other cultures is actually living in another culture, even if it was just Australia and basically Europe. Um, it was it was significantly different enough to teach me that there are other people that think in a very different way and live in very different ways, and that that is also valid, right? And and that is like an, um, an experience on an emotional level that you just can't um, imprint on people by just talking to them and giving them logical arguments, I feel, because we're humans, we're not. Vulcans. Anyway, uh, Bezal will continues. Secondly, one small point on making a, a disability part of your identity is, or something I was talking about. I agree and disagree with what you say. I'm trying to thrive and live a great life without needing to refer to my disability. Technically, autism is not a disability, but soci- societal expectations are disabling. So, you are not disabled if you could just live your life as you wanted to, I guess, is what that means. But other, other people make that, society makes that impossible. It, it puts pressures on you and that's what's disabling uh, what i'm trying to do is to educate society in the challenges that may be faced by artists and i agree with that and i think i said that that's very important i just didn't feel that um um you know making making ham-fisted attempts at that in tv shows is the right way to do um but i generally uh, completely agree with what you said there. anyway um also, uh, he uh, will provided some feedback on the actual content of the episode, which was on, um, I mean, this was just a discussion we were having back and forth in the comment section, which I think is very important, which is why I think you should write me. I, l- I like these um, dis- discussions. I think we all learn something from it. Um, but he also, uh, we talked about, uh, ask the next question, uh, Sturgeon's um, kind of uh, critical thinking theory. And on that topic, Basil Will says, I have always somewhat been of the persuasion to ask the next question. There are times, however, it can cause problems. Yes, definitely, totally. When you sign off the show, I had expected you to say am to misbehave as you always have. Uh, and when you said always ask the next question, which was more apt for this episode and you may choose to adopt this as a new sign-off, I could not help but conflate the two. That is, asking the next question can sometimes be seen as misbehaving according to societal norms. I think this is genius came up with a that's a very good point there yes it is um and something that sturgeon surgeon didn't address and i also didn't address that of course this is dangerous i mean i kind of talked about that a little bit because society is not used to this right um and it's dangerous as Bezel will will tell us now for example when my wife has something to discuss with me and she is just expecting a neurotypical response in the affirmative my proclivity to ask the next question on it On a topic that, after this line of questioning, I will probably affirm, can be seen as being contrarian or negative for the sake of it. Um, Yeah, um, Bezos says neurotypical. I don't think it has anything to do with that um, because I think that's just a personality trait. Um, I certainly, the only reason why um, I have been together with my wife now for over 20 years is because she tolerates this. And, um she's very 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 pickheaded even more than me I think if she yes no, she doesn't listen to this podcast she's never gonna listen two hours into podcast like even if she tries she's gonna she's so busy uh, she's been falling asleep at this point so I think we're safe <laughs> but yeah um uh, the only reason I can um well she's a scientist so she's used to asking the next question as well um but um yeah she she tolerates my bullshit uh, in this respect. And I don't think that's a neurotypical thing. Like, if somebody, it's kind of like, um, you know, this could be a sign for autism, but it could also be a sign for just being um, a fucking weirdo and just not normal, for lack of a better word. It's like, if somebody says, How are you? Right? The um, society expects of you to say, Yeah, I'm great, even if you're dying of liver cancer. Nobody wants to hear what your actual problem is. That's not what people want. That's not why they ask you how are you. That's just a polite greeting. Um and I have this very same problem like not even not only with my wife with my wife it's not a problem because um she uh she understands what I'm doing and she if she has enough and she thinks I'm full of shit she just says are full of shit shut the fuck up uh, which I respect. But you know I I was at a wedding at the weekend and 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 you know People have have casual conversations, They go, yeah, that 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 Putin is just mad, isn't he? It's just like there's some bullshit going on. He's, he's mad. They don't expect FAP to go, no, he's actually he's not mad. Um, actually, he's a, he's a very calculating statesman uh, in a way that Hitler was also not mad. And this is the actual problem. And then Fab launches into a geopolitical discussion. They don't want that. It's kind of the same thing. It's kind of like. Um, this, it's an outgrowth of this asking the next question. It's um, um, like not confirming with society when society just goes, yeah, we're just not going to talk about this, right? Um, we're just going to parrot something that the new set and then everybody says, yeah, and then we'll move on um, to have actually the backbone and the, the balls, um, which you can also have if you don't have any physical balls. I think that should be clear by now. Um, or the backbone uh, to go, uh, no, actually, no, no. And to stand up and say, no, this is exactly the problem, and this is why we're in this shit, um, is um, something that society does not, that is aiming to misbehave. It is, it is. So I think um, Basil Will is completely right here, and uh, I can I can use both sign-offs of the show, because one includes the other. Uh, I think aiming to misbehave uh, very much includes ask, always asking the next question. That is one of the big ways you can actually misbehave without violence in our society, and it'll it'll stir up almost as much shit as if you just pulled out a gun and shot into the air. Um, that being said, there should be no reason my wife and I should not be able to have a discussion, asking the next question. But unfortunately, emotions can get in the way. Oh, do believe, believe you me, I know what you mean plates have been thrown in this household it's been a long time ago but there were plates flying there are some rumors that neighbors called the police once (laughs) i too can feel hurt when my ideas are questioned in this way yes we all do um that being certain that being said this is certainly a good tool one should do internally yeah and you should also do it externally i think it's um it's part of growing up to um to get over this being hurt um and this um you know childish response and behaving like you know being drachenlord and being 36 or whatever how old he is now 33 and 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 and, and behaving like a child and going no um everybody told me this is wrong i think it's right so i'm going i'm going to do what i think is right even though it's pretty much clear that it's wrong because literally everybody tells me i'm being an idiot by doing this I'm still going to do that because i want to do it like the the, the grown-up thing is to actually step back and go, well, I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong for years. I was wrong. I'm an idiot. I was wrong. I admit that I was wrong. It hurts. Um, but uh, maybe maybe uh, I, I need to change course. Uh, that is a much harder thing to do. Um, and it's something that should be applauded. And, um, and it's not, not easy. I think everybody struggles with this constantly. Um, yeah, but it's part of been been a grown up. Um, Also, to the point about when you were contact contacted about the darknet rather than journalists doing their own research, it's another topic I talked about. Uh, While it is possible that it was poor laziness, there's something about talking to the expert as a journalist, the number of times I would have loved to talk to an expert on subject uh, puts expert in air quotes, because what's an expert really, Uh, because I think it would have been more fruitful than my own research. Uh, is significant, So the number of times is significant. I agree with you, Beth, Will. Um, I don't, and I wouldn't, you know, asking experts part of being a journalist. I should have probably should have said that on the show. Um, the cases I was talking about were specifically, um, you know, they asked me bef- because I'm the expert on a topic. And then they ring you up beforehand and, you know, they basically talk through what questions I'm going to ask on the air. And then you talk to them a little bit and you get to know them and you're like, that's when I figured out, hey, these are by by and large people go, oh, like computers, I don't have any clue, right? And there's a difference between saying, hey, I know, you know, I'm trying to learn things about computers and I'm trying to understand this, but this is beyond my limit of understanding currently, so I'm going to ask an expert, But I very, very rarely met other journalists, as sad as as it is, I very, very rarely met other journalists who were like that, who even showed an interest in the field. And I am somebody, um, I'm many things, I might be obnoxious, obnoxious. I might be an asshole, I might be wrong a lot of the time, Um, I I might be annoying, I have many faults, but I think one redeeming quality if I have one is that I find everything exciting. Um and I, I ask everybody. Like, you know, when I when when there's somebody uh comes in and, and to repair the plumbing, um, I go like, Wow, this is so tell me what it's like to be a plumber and and be in people's houses all day. Uh, what what kind of interesting shit have you learned? And oh by the way, how does this fucking thing work that you're doing right now? And you know, most of the time I do that. I, I I try to be interested in everything. I think that's kind of um yeah, it's kind of, I feel that's kind of one of my biggest jobs as a journalist to just be open-minded and, and be interested. And I hate people who are just like, um, yeah, uh, computers, I, I don't know. I don't want to know. I just have to write about this now or talk about this now, so I'm going to get an expert. Um, right? I I don't think um, it is bad to not know something. Um, everybody starts. I mean, I started literally as a dumb podcaster, and I did Linux stuff. And then I just researched myself a little bit into knowing a little bit about our security, IT security. And I'm by, by no means an expert as a real expert as somebody who's actually done pen testing and stuff like that, right? I never really done that. So um, but I try to learn. Um, and I don't go Oh, this is above my pay grade or above my understanding um if i can like even stuff that i really really don't like and i i don't have the brain for stuff like math if i find somebody who's who's like really good at explaining that to a dumb person like me like in that respect um i cherish talking to them because those people are very very um you you don't meet them often um but i think you also don't often meet people who'd really um like show this kind of interest in the stuff they do which i can understand you know if you just want to live your life you you have kids you know do whatever you want to do and you just work in an office job fair enough i mean that's a that's okay um i don't i don't expect anybody to do that except if you're a fucking journalist as a journalist your job is literally to look at a thing that you don't know much about um learn as much about it as you can and then explain it to somebody who knows even less and and the you know the only prerequisite for that job is um that you maybe can write a little bit or you can talk a little bit and it's not even education or any specialized knowledge in the field it's just having an interest and trying to be open minded right and trying to 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 understand what your biases are and trying to understand your audience Right, so you what you need to do on a most basic level is to understand a topic as best as you can, and then you understand your audience as best as you can, and then what you try to do is you you get a lot of the you know as many of your audience as you can to be interested in this and to to learn something about it, and all kinds of journalism is that um, from from writing a column and an opinion piece to writing a, a breaking news story. It's basically just that. And it's amazing how many people went to fucking J school for years or did whatever and worked at whatever amazing editorial offices and fucking... it were editors-in-chief and they don't have that little, like, that most basic... Understanding of the job amazes me. Anyway, that's enough for me. I've, I've, I've ranted at you enough, um, and uh, at, uh, to quote Adeline Niska from Firefly, "At dinner, at dinner, we're getting an earful of this. There's no way around that." <laughs> no, I didn't kill my wife's cousin. <laughs> Just strung up from the ceiling. Oh, close likes to stand in the door and say "boo." God, I love that series. Fucking. And no, I'm not going to watch the fucking Disney remake. They can go burn in hell. I don't think, I think that's one of the few instances where somebody said, we're going to pay you to write a review. I will not watch it. I think. Generally, I will I'll watch everything. But like, I think that will hurt me so much. That fucking remake is going to hurt me. I don't, I don't know. and know nothing about it. But I know if they remake that show, it's going to hurt me. So much doesn't matter. I mean, even if they get the original cast back together, it's just gonna, which is not gonna happen. Um, the fact that it's this Disney is enough, it's like that's gonna fucking destroy my soul. So, I'm not gonna watch that anyway. Let's move out, let's get out of here, and let's let's skittle. What's what's Deadly Slob always say? Uh. Skittle, skittle, that's skedaddle. I can't, can't remember. Anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's get the fuck out. Uh, before you go out, please leave a, uh, a donation or a, a, a piece of feedback by the door. We would appreciate it. Uh, you can become a patron on patreon you can use paypal you can send me feedback in various ways it's the value for value value for value model all the details are in the show notes private Citizen. press. in this case private citizen.press slash episode slash 129 and you'll be right at the show notes and that is the point where i have to thank everybody who uh left the donation by the door and um, kept me going and brought this episode to you. So thanks to Gal Terran, Rudain the Insane, Steve Hose, Butterbeans, Michael Small, One I Won 1G, Jonathan M. Hitai, Michael Mullen, Michael Mullen Jensen, Jaroslav Lichtblau, Dave, Jackie Plage, Sandman 616, IKN, Bennett Piata, Rizal, Vlad, Avis, Joe Poser, Dirk Didi, Fadi Mansour, Kaisiers, David Potter, Mika Cam, Mr. Amish, the Gaming X Robert Forster, Captain Akad, R.J. Tracy, Crunkle, Rick Bragg, Ricky M, Barry Williams, Jonathan Astro C, Superuser D, and Florian Pigouche. And thanks to all my Twitch subscribers, who uh, help make the show happen as well, and who chime in live uh, while I record the show on Twitch, which uh, I love and is amazing. Uh, and you know you you can see recordings of this episode. Or uh, of all episodes, almost all uh, which I record, all all that I record live um, will be live streamed on Twitch, and then end up on YouTube. Uh, links are also in the show notes. Don't know about this episode though. I said the c-word. It might get deleted everywhere. I don't know what they do these days. Uh, probably gonna get banned. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, thanks to my Twitch subscribers: Mike the Dane, Elterestus, Jim, MT Sorrow p keamer bacon the pork indigo charlie kept naked stupid 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 end user i always think it's stupid and user. i think it's like uh, uh like schultz like um hogan's heroes kind of german stupid end user centuria purchase and redeemer f i also have to thank ByteMark, who are doing a great thing for free speech by him um, not censoring anything and giving me server and bandwidth to um send this show to you. I appreciate ByteMark at ByteMark.co.uk. They are a UK cloud hosting company. And um, they're, they're doing great things. I love them. Um, theme song for this show is called Acoustic Roots by Raúl gabzali And uh, the song we're going to play out with is Racing Butterfly by OTE. Which i just discovered it's kind of new on epidemic sound apparently kind of cool uh synthy um acoustic song which i like um see you next week aim to misbehave which uh, means uh, also asking the next question